Good morning, good people. Sauce Talk is here for this Monday morning. We had a good weekend of football. We had boxing. We had Conor McGregor, Machine Gun Kelly. We had the VMAs. You know, we had things going down over the weekend. You know what I'm saying? I, uh, I was really excited uh, for Ohio State losing. You know, me being a Miami Hurricane fan, Back in 2002, everybody knows what happened in that national championship. I never did get that bad taste out of my mouth. So being a, you know, a sports guy with a show and, you know, saying I try to be logic is I don't know what. I say that all the time. But, man, when it comes to Ohio State losing a game, I get a little giddy. I ain't going to lie. So them losing to Oregon was something else. Uh, man, let's talk about Jameis Winston. You know what I'm saying? Like the highlights of the weekend. Ohio State losing, Jameis Winston shining, beating Aaron Rodgers. I mean, what else can we mention here other than say Conor McGregor, Machine Gun Kelly, the VMAs last night, almost get into a fight because Machine Gun Kelly didn't want to take a picture with Conor McGregor. But the Knights still Mm -hmm. went to Conor McGregor for far as the the fans going crazy and stuff like that. Like he owned the Knights. Speaking of owning the Knights, talk about the LA Rams having that SoFi Stadium, you know, finally being in use to fill up, you know, saying full of people because, you know, last season, you know, saying being able to use that stadium, it wasn't packed full of people. It was nice to look at, but man, packed full of people seeing the, the lights and the cars outside when they showed the outside look of it, showing the amenities that that stadium has. Um, oh man, I mean, it, it was, it was rocking and uh, the Rams look real good. Uh, you know, we got to see Justin Fields for the Chicago Bears. He scored a touchdown. We got to see Deshaun Jackson wear number one in L.A., his hometown, you know what I'm saying, like where he grew up, played for the Cal Bears. You know, we get to see him. That was something. Kyler Murray for the Cardinals go out there and destroy the Tennessee Titans. I mean, like. The defense just, I mean, what y'all added, it didn't help nothing. And it set the offense back. Their offense like to, you know, come out there and control things. Defense supposed to keep the score low. They run the ball, um, you know, pound you, and play action kicks in. And then you start working in uh, A.J. Brown and Julio and Humphreys and guys like that. Couldn't get it going. They got dismantled. Um... What else? What else do we have to look at here? Uh, we got to look at this, the the fact that you know, no matter how much you want to say Cleveland Browns talent, it's like Cleveland Browns talent is so rich. Clowning, Garrett, Ward. I mean, you got guys on defense that could just flat out just 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 kill you. Then on offense, you got Juice Landry. Odell was inactive, but he's still on the team. You got Kareem Hunt. You got Nick Chubb. You got a good offensive line. You're working in wide receivers, young guys like Schwartz. But, man, you know the one thing that I sit there and I try to do? I try to defend Baker Mayfield because his rookie year, I was defending Tyrod Taylor. And I was sitting there saying, man, Tyrod Taylor – Needs to get this job. He needs to not have to look over to his, his back of his shoulder. I'm like, man, Tyrod Taylor should get that. 
And then Baker Mayfield comes in with a start of Monday Night Football. Everybody knows what happened then. He didn't have the best game, but he took over the job. And then for as that regular season goes, he had, what, I think 28 touchdowns. Um, not that many interceptions. Like, the game managed. You know, things were, you know saying, cool. He had an okay season for a rookie quarterback. Next season comes, he has a horrible season. Where I'm sitting there going like, man, I don't know about this kid. I don't know about him. Then he comes back last year. And, and it was like, okay, this is what you want to see. This is what type of football you want to see from a Baker Mayfield. Then you lose Odell in the middle of the season. So we're like, damn, that's going to change. Nope, run game same. Juice stepped up. Other wide receiver stepped up. Now they're still rolling. Defense started playing harder. They were winning some games. And there they are in a playoff, uh, 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 playoff, you know, meaningful game against the Pittsburgh Steelers without Ben Roethlisberger, without their second string. They're going third string. They get the win. Everybody's like, oh, snap. So then you go out there, you play against the Kansas City Chiefs in the playoffs. And like I said, um, yesterday, whenever I was watching the game with people, I was sitting there saying, you know, Patrick, Patrick Mahomes being hurt was the best thing that ever happened to the Browns because the Browns had to figure out how to finish. You know what I'm saying? They don't know how to finish. So with Patrick Mahomes being hurt, at least they could probably finish without having their best quarterback out there. Nope, they still lost. Still lost. So I knew coming into this game, they was going to have to prove to me that they can finish. And here they went up. They was up 22. They went up 20. It was up. Like, okay, here we go. Here we go. And then we have flashbacks of Chiefs being down by the Texans. Chiefs being down by the uh, um, Texans. Being down by the uh, Titans in the playoffs, and they came back and won. Well, guess what? I mean, of course they know how to do it again. Same players on the team. You have the opportunity. Don't give it up. In two quarters, you gave up 23 points to your seven, Cleveland. 23 points to your seven in two quarters in the second half. You can't lose 23 to seven. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Baker Mayfield, 21-28. The biggest incompletion he had was on third and 13. A play that was extended thanks to him. But golly, I tried to defend you, buddy. Comeback route, horrible. I mean, I ain't talking about the route because it wasn't a route. It was a blown play. But he came back. Baker Mayfield throws the worst pass I've ever seen in that situation. I ain't saying I've seen worse. What I'm saying is that in a situation where at least a play is blown, you're trying to extend it. There goes a player wide open to get a first down just to extend the drive. We've seen quarterbacks sit there and make plays like that, like Tim Tebow. I mean, we've seen guys like that make plays like that. Inept guys. And Baker Mayfield, that, that throw was least. 15 yards. Easy. Because he was probably like, it was third and 11. He, he, he was about, like five, yeah, it was about a 15-yard throw. And he threw it 12 yards. Which, 
Back stand up. Like I said, you can't make it. You can't make that throw. That was like a 20-yard throw from standing where you at in the pocket. He had to take some steps back. He's probably, it was like a 20, 25-yard throw. He couldn't make it. So then after seeing that, it's like, oh, man, you know. So he goes deep, overthrows. Then the next possession, they get those interceptions. A horrible interception. Browns could have won the game if they didn't have Baker Mayfield. Playing like that or just say not having him at all. So me being my favorite player saying it's Cam Newton, you know, you know what I'm going to think there. But I'm not going to go there. But Baker Mayfield does have to clean it up. He does have to uh, realize that, you know, your last performance in the playoffs and we needed you to show up and you got beat by, well, not Matt Moore, it was um, Chad Henney. Chad Henney. So, Baker, you need to do better. You got to do better. One interception, no touchdowns. 97 quarterback rate. Yeah, you went 21 28. But hey, 27 36, 337, three touchdowns, bub. That's crazy. Patrick Mahomes lost his mind out there after a slow start. The scramble touchdown was crazy. The way he juked uh, number 55, and then he came around and destroyed. Uh, 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 what was it clowning? And then he got loose and made another move on number fifty-one. Man, that was just that, that. That was a hell of a play. That was a hell of a play because it's like his. You you got to watch out for the dangerous weapons he has. The wide receivers. You have to watch out for his ability to throw on the run like that. Like he don't have to have a full stop. Or he doesn't have to slow down. He could throw that damn thing running full speed if he wanted to. So you have to anticipate so much before you try to go in and tackle that guy. So you got to take an approach. The first approach is, yeah, I, I missed. Then the second guy is like, I couldn't just run and go get him. Like other quarterbacks you could. You could just run in and just, just blast his ass. But he has to sit there and be like, nope, 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 pump fake, nope, nope, nope. And then he, he can get to the end zone just how I say Steph Curry gets to the lane. It was It was identical. It was literally identical how he got to that, how he got to the end zone. Just how Steph Curry gets to the lane and finishes with a layup. He's the Steph Curry of football. I mean, like his arm is is ridiculous. He can make any throw he wants. You know what I'm saying? Like he's the best thrower in football. You know what I'm saying? That if anybody's ever seen throwing it, no look sideways, whatever, throwing it parallel to the ground, throwing darts. Um, you know, fading away, you know what I'm saying? Like, Baker Bayfield literally tried to throw a fadeaway pass, and it didn't go nowhere. He tried to throw a real pass, and it didn't go nowhere. 11 catches, 15 targets for 197 yards and a tud. Tyreek Hill. I mean, like, he's, he's damned, and he's just like, hey, I think I'm the best guy in the, in the I'm the best wide receiver in the league. And numbers like that, I mean, how can you sit there and say no? How? It's a good argument. There's other guys like D Hop and you got you got Devontae Adams. You got, of course, we got Antonio Brown. I still think Antonio Brown is better than a lot of receivers, even with the time off for but the mental stuff that people want to sit there and try to drop him down. But Tyreek Hill, man, I mean, that's the reason why I say Antonio Brown is good because you can say Tyreek Hill is the best being that small size or or whatever. You don't gotta be Mike Thomas size. You don't gotta be that. And big ups to, like I said, big ups to Jarvis Landry, man. He played hard, man. He played hard, man. He really did. 
Um, but Bama go back to Tennessee and Arizona, man, which is crazy how they played that game um, just so slow and so much. Like, it was just weird. Like, it was just like they had no type of, like, come on, guys. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's get it. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on. Let's play some football. You know what I'm saying? Like, Derrick Henry, 17 carries, 58 yards. You know what I'm saying? Play behind the eight ball. You know what I'm saying? Ryan, uh, Ryan Taylor here throw it 35 times. Just didn't have the type of game that Kyler Murray had with the same completions completed. You know, they both completed 21 passes on 30-some passes attempts, but four touchdowns, 289 compared to 212, one touchdown and a pick. And then your team is... Not doing nothing what you want on defense. I mean, like, it really goes down to say nobody played hard enough on defense for the Tennessee Titans. Just didn't. Just didn't. And we're going to let a little uh, see what Derrick Henry had to say about that because there was a moment in the game that that, that is going to be talked about here. Uh, offense gathered, and uh, we saw something that, from you that we haven't really seen a lot of. You got emotional, you were really getting after them. What were you saying to them? Why was it so critical for you to say that at that point? You know, just just telling us that, you know, we got to play better. You know, we look kind of like a day just walking around, not playing how we play, not, you know, playing up to the standard that we all talk about, that we try to do each and every day that Coach Braves talks about. Um, and just trying to remind guys, you know, we got to, you know, got to pick it up, got to play better. Those guys, you know, hitting on all cylinders um, on the side of the field. So just trying to, Pick these guys up, trying to be the best leader that I can, and you know, get, get the guys going so we could play better. I'm surprised, Derek Henry, soft-spoken. You know, he's been stiff farming, two thousand-yard rusher, running through people. You know, a leader for that team. Can you say? You know, has he shown to where it's like, you know, I ain't sitting there talking about his leader capability, skills, and stuff like that. You know, the quarterback's most position, uh, important position in football. Um, you know, you have leaders all over the place, defensive guys and stuff like that. But what I'm saying is that Derrick Henry's sitting there like, what are y'all doing? Like, what are we doing there? Like, this is week one. We got the hype coming in. You know what I'm saying? We're playing against a team that got hype too. I mean, it was a great scheduling. You put... Titans who felt like adding what they added on defense, Julio Brown, Julio Jones, AJ Brown is ecstatic. You know what I'm saying? You got some things going for you to where you feel like this is great. But not realizing that, hey, maybe losing to John o. Smith may not have been the best thing. Who knows? I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna leave that there. But anyway, you got the Arizona Cardinals. Brings in JJ Watt. Brings in uh almost Julio Jones. It almost kinda almost happened. But then you bring in A.J. Green, D-Hop, Christian Kirk, Rondell Moore, who was electric. Then you got Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray just like, hey, man, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, because first pick of the draft is supposed to get this type of treatment, especially if you show a little something. You show a little something, you're like, hey, we got to go spend some money. We got to go try to get some things. Christian Kirk was a great draft pick. The way he caught that ball over his head like that just shows you that I number one it's just hard work and dedication for 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 that for that for that catch for Christian Kirk and how he was able to show off in Texas A&M but during the time there's always people living the moment or there's people that because I'm, I'm gonna be real with you there's people that in the times were living the moment or you you have other people that you may like and stuff like that 
But Christian Kirk was beloved in college. You know what I'm saying? Loved to make Texas a and people, you know. But when it came close to the draft time, he just kept tapering down and down and down. I was just noticing, I'm like, nobody's talking about Christian Kirk and how good he is. But why is the size thing? Well, he didn't run a 4-3, 4-2. But you see how he plays football. And I kept hammering it down on this show. I was sitting there saying it on Facebook. I was saying, I said, Christian Kirk's going to be special. See, he plays like that, man. I mean, it shows. DJ Moore, uh, you know, for the Panthers, same thing. Robbie Anderson, same thing. I've sat here and watched these players and have these under-the-radar type plays or under-the-radar type, you know, games to themselves to where, like, I've sit there and spoke them up. And now they're starting to really show what they are made of. And Christian Kirk is definitely one. Now, Rondell Moore, I've been talking about all season, all before the draft, because that man, I saw him play college football, and he is a blur. He can run routes. He's bite-sized, but he's dangerous. And I tell you what, he is a problem. Rondell Moore, you know what I'm saying? But DeAndre Hopkins shows, like he said, I'm still shifty. I'm still quick with these guys, you know, with, a, uh, with two touchdowns. That one was beautiful. Like I said, man, just a darn good game. Just a darn good game, man. Like I said, Christian Kirk is a hell of a football player. And, um, you know, he, he just, he's, he's, he's all world on that. I think he's going to have a big season, especially having A.J. Green and, uh, and, and D-Hop and all what they're going to be doing, the fancy run package and stuff like that, Chase Edmonds, uh, being how he is, you know what I'm saying? He can have a big game where he can just have big moments. He can catch the ball. He can do... They got a good team. Cliff Kingsbury and what they got, I mean, like, it's going to be great. I mean, like, been waiting to see it bust open because last year was some turnover issues and just three and outs, some rough rough possessions where it put the defense in bad spots. When I've been talking about the defense and they showed up, Chandler Jones is a sack monster. Bubba Buda Baker, you got Isaiah Simmons playing safety. He's a linebacker mentality at heart. He runs a 4-3. It can freaking break your head open. I mean, like, these guys are really good, and I, I think as far as the NFC West, that could be the most competitive division in the NFC. For what I'm looking at, because you got Bucks and Saints, I like it. You got, I don't know what is going on in NFC North. I mean, Vikings didn't look great, Bears didn't look great, until you start Justin Fields, and, and then you got Aaron Rodgers losing on purpose, which we're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. Matter of fact, we might get to that next. Matter of fact, we're, we're going to talk about that now. Green Bay Packers going up against the New Orleans Saints. Um, first off, I just want to say, uh, Jameis Winston, it's a good kid, man. It's a good kid. Um, I sit there being a Buccaneer fan for years. You know, I defended Josh Freeman for a little bit, you know what I'm saying? So I, I'm that guy. But when you leave the team, you're fair game. But the one thing I can say about Jameis Winston is this. He's a Heisman winner. He came in of Florida State and won a national championship. They have not been nothing since he left. Nothing. Nothing. They switched coaches. They thought it was, oh, this way. They have not won nothing since Jameis Winston. When Jameis Winston left, they went to a college football playoff. And they lost starters on defense and offense. But somehow they still ended up being there because of Jameis Winston. Yes, he threw interceptions his second year uh, at, at, at Florida State. But they went to the playoff. Goes to the NFL. His rookie year, those pick six, his first game to Marcus Mariota, his 
rival at the time because lost in the playoff. Then you got them first week in the NFL. They try to pin that to be a Heisman versus Heisman rival. And then, you know, Jameis loses. He stinks it up. But ended up having a better rookie year than Marcus Mariota. And it's looking like he's going to have a better career because look at the difference. And look at how he stays steady strong. And the off the field stuff, the crab leg stuff, the Uber driver stuff, all of that stuff. The funny drills that people want to act like they're funny or laugh at or whatever. You saw it work. You saw this man sitting there in that pocket being feet moving, getting out the Camaro, getting it to the new guy they got. Getting it to Deontay Harris. I mean, Jameis Winston, he he definitely did an excellent job with the football yesterday. I mean, I can't like like there's this something where you just like man, the one throw he threw in the playoffs last year against the Buccaneers. Like, damn, if he would have started the rest of that game, they could have beat Buccaneers. Now, if he was on the Buccaneers, could they have beat the Saints? No. I don't think so. Could they have beat the Washington football team? Maybe. Could they have beat the Packers? No. Could they have won the Super Bowl? No. But you're going to see a kid that's keep on growing, and he's a man. He turned into a man. It's the year, I would say, his second year at Buccaneers. But what I'm saying is the man had 5,000 yards, 30-some touchdowns on 30 interceptions. People may look at that as something horrendously bad, but there's guys that's going to throw picks like that that's going to make me throw more picks or just lose confidence or just not be good and not throw for 5,000 yards. I think it was a little bit of how you're going to get this chemistry together. New coach. You got Deshaun Jackson. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's just things to where it just went all the way. It went all the way right. The offensive line wasn't built all the way right. He was getting or he was getting hurt in the middle of the season, you know. But he didn't have what Tom has, and you don't sacrifice because here's the thing that was said yesterday when I was around some people watching the games and stuff, and you know people sitting there talking about this performance. And like, I wonder if the Buccaneers of somebody is like, damn, like maybe we should have kept him because now instead of the three, maybe four years to keep Brady. This, this is a, a, you know, could have been a 10-year stay, you know, so we could have kept it. But here's the thing. And, uh, it's just no different on the What If episode with uh, Doctor Strange and how the course of time and things and how things happens, you know. You got James Winston moving on and going behind Drew Brees. Who's to say that that didn't help him? Who's to say that that didn't Help him mentally, uh, confidence-wise, or, you know, this team cut me. They bring in Tom Brady. I respect that. And I'm here behind another NFL Hall of Famer who he's sitting there saying, hey, you have his job. He walked up to him in that playoff game and said, hey, it's on you now. When the game was over, I watched him. It was live. He walked up to him and said, hey, it's yours. When you hear something like that, that should just send fire flames right through you. So I have not really all that surprised how James played. All I'm surprised is that how surprised, you know, everybody is surprised what Aaron Rodgers played. Aaron Rodgers looked like just pure, I don't know what that was. I couldn't tell you what that was, man. 
I couldn't tell you what that was. But before I get on Aaron Rodgers, I do want to share this funny clip with you real quick um, on Jameis Winston uh, today. You know, after the game, they was, you know, they was interviewing him after the game, and they was like, you know, Jameis, he's such a funny, you know, body language, facial expression, but he's a he's a real adult, you know what I'm saying, like to this point now. I mean his family man's got a kid. He is he is an NFL quarterback that is wanting to be a leader. He's got a captive patch on his jersey. And you know, that is something where it's like he got this team blocking well for him. They're playing well. You don't see Alvin Kamara sitting there uh uh playing uh uh lackadaisical. So you see the team is hyped for him and the locker room. They were hyped for him. And guess what James did? He threw up the W. That's going to make a lot of money. And it's going to be where it was a laughing thing. That's going to be something marketable for him. But anyway, I'm going to get to this clip real quick, real short. And then we're going to talk about Aaron Rodgers. How did the defense in the running game give overall shape to the way this played out, James? Well, I just think we were prepared. You know, one thing my, uh, my trainer, he told me, he said, what did he say? He just told us to be prepared. I mean, James Winston, man. You just can't. <laughs> you just it. Like I said, you can make fun of the drills and all stuff like that. But the one thing I can sit there and laugh at is the fact that James is such a football guy. He may not be the best well-spoken guy, but he he works extremely hard at it and to make sure his speech and what he's going to say and things like that is all professional and great. That's what I love about him. You can sit there and call it fake or he's just playing it up because that's... No, he's just making sure, like, hey, this is how you're supposed to be. I'm not going to sit there and, 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 and you know, you people say, oh, you be who you are, but that's who he is. He's like, hey, man, I want to be professional. I want to use I want to use this vernacular. I want to be able to see if you have my, you know... You don't want to sit there and be like, oh, yeah, we played this shit, you know. Not everybody can pull off the Marshawn Lynch deal, you know what I'm saying, except Marshawn Lynch. Let's be, let's be serious here. Antonio Brown tried it, and they, you know, they, they, you know, they made a man go crazy and start doing crazy shit. I mean, it's point by period. Anyway, Aaron Rodgers. I know he looked at Matthew Stafford like, damn, man, I wanted to be in that uniform because for some reason, I've been watching Aaron Rodgers for a long time. I've been watching Aaron Rodgers for a long time. That man, I tell you, he threw some passes that had me scratching my head. I mean, he threw some passes that had me scratching my head. James Winston went 14 to 20, 148 yards and five touchdowns. Aaron Rodgers went 15 to 28, had a 133, two interceptions with a 36 QBR. Now, you would have to sit there and thought that I just flipped those, that I read Aaron Rodgers' stat line and said James's name, and then I read James's stat line and said Aaron Rodgers' name. 15 to 28, 133 yards and two interceptions on 36 QBR. Aaron Rodgers. Word? Can't believe it. Can't believe it. You just can't believe it. I bet Devontae Adams was like, this is what he meant by the last dance? Is this what he meant? Like, this is the last dance meaning week one? Like, he wanted to play that bad? Like, week one? Like, hey, but 
This is the last dance for me here in Green Bay. I don't, he does not want to play in Green Bay. But there's something telling me that he might not love football. It might be the bigger reason why Green Bay is the fault of that. Just like Barry Sanders. Hear me now. Barry Sanders, to me, you know what I'm saying, like in that situation, NFC North, Lions, not bringing in what you need. Quarterback, not a big name. Not everyone other than Rodney Pete, uh, Herman Moore. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just not enough. Johnny Morton, guys like that. Like, not enough. Defense only had, you know, Robert Porsche. Not enough. That's how Green Bay is. Because, oh, we won a Super Bowl back in 2009. Shit, we, we're good. You know, we're good. You know what I'm saying? We got Aaron Rodgers. You know, Aaron Rodgers was throwing it to uh, freaking Greg Jennings. Who is he? Who is he? He was a hell of an all-pro wide receiver. Donald Driver, people respect him. All around the league. Charles Woodson. So, you can't tell me that bringing in those types of guys doesn't help you. You got to continue doing it. But thinking that those guys are not. Or thinking that we got lucky. You still got to try to go and get these guys and make them be like, hey, we are cool. You know what I'm saying? We don't, we're not going to hate you if, you if you live somewhere else and want to still play here. or we, We're not going to force you to sit there and have to... You know, I just like, yeah, people don't want to come to Cleveland in NBA. People not, might not want to come to uh, uh, New England NFL. People might, might not want to go to Boston and uh, play for Boston in the major leagues. But my thing is that these teams have history. They have big-time history. So you're going to find some players that might want to join that history and play there. I just don't think the Green Bay puts forth the effort or try to say, hey, Let's make better efforts in the draft room. Because Jordan Love, compared to what they probably could have got for Aaron, I know a quarterback would have been there years later. Someone in the same light as Jordan Love. Jordan Love ain't going to be no all-pro. We don't know that yet. I'm not trying to shit on the guy. But do we know it? Alvin Kamara, 20 carries, 83 yards. Then we got A.J. Dillon. No Aaron Jones, four carries, 19 yards. So, I mean, someone can sit there and say, okay, Aaron Rodgers didn't have the run game, didn't have Aaron Jones. Uh, Aaron Rodgers won the Super Bowl without a run game. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers, just all we've been talking about is that they need a run game to get Aaron Jones. I mean, I just didn't like the game from him. I mean, it was a post route going on the right side. A post Devontae Adams throw. He threw the ball like Devontae Adams was running a post on the left. And the safety was just back there just like, well, thanks. Appreciate it. I just couldn't believe seeing that. It was just like, wow, like he really did that. Like he really did that. Like that was Aaron Rodgers. And then, of course, we've known Aaron Rodgers for years of throwing interceptions, making mistakes or something like that. He's always kicking the dirt. He's like, ah, damn it. You know, going on the sideline, like, you know, not being T.O.-ish, but just, you know. But he literally just could care less. He was like, hey, man. Like, that was the first time I've ever seen Aaron Rodgers make a Jay Cutler-type facial expression. It was wild to see. It was wild to see. So, I don't know what's up with Aaron. I, I looked like he was pulling James Harden. 
you know, I'm coming here, I'm here, I've pulled up in the flip-flops, I'm here training camp, I'm here doing my duties, and I'm going to go out there and play like shit and see what y'all going to do after that. I mean, maybe Green Bay should go out there and try to get Deshaun Watson, move Aaron Rodgers somehow, he might end up being in, uh, I don't know, <laughs> think of Aaron Rodgers hits the market, how many teams are going to be like, what, Washington? Uh, I ain't going to say Denver, but Washington... From from what I saw yesterday, Washington, uh, Detroit, which Aaron wouldn't want to go there, but there's just some teams that you know Aaron probably wouldn't want to play that probably could need him. But there's probably some teams that he probably wouldn't mind playing that that that, like say for example the Chargers, but they got Justin Herbert. You don't want to sat him down, you know what I'm saying? Eagles, look what Jalen Hurts is doing now. So that shuts the window. Zach Wilson, I actually liked Zach Wilson yesterday. Zach Wilson got a cannon. You know, he's got a nice little funny gun. It's just the Jets couldn't stop uh, uh, Justin, uh, Christian McCaffrey, who, you know, is going to get a walking 200 yards because he's going to get 100 yards on the ground and get 80, 100 yards in the air. And, you know, Aaron, Sam Donald didn't have the best game, but he was able to stick it to his old team, 19-14. Uh, like I said, Robbie Anderson got to stick it to his old team, being two years in Carolina now. And Carolina's defense, the secondary look raunchy. You know what I'm saying? Out there, those boys look real good. You know, uh, uh, this coach that they got, you know, seems like he's got a good plan. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna pass the ball, you know what I'm saying, and how we run the ball. We're gonna run with our pass. And it, Christian McCaffrey's gonna be a big part of it, and that's how we're gonna do it. San Francisco 49ers, very shockingly, came out there looking good. Uh, against Detroit, thinking they was going to just blow them out. I had it, but then Detroit climbs back, comes back. Jared Goff, led by Jared Goff, couldn't believe that. It was 33-41. to 41. And, of course, Lions with, you know, having Jared Goff, is sometimes, you know, you're going to come up short thinking that, you know, you might have found some momentum. <sighs> Luckily uh, for the 49ers, they came up short, and that 16-3 fourth quarter was not a 23-3 fourth quarter. And that got them a win, 41 to 33. Jimmy Garoppolo with 17 to 25, 314 and a touch. Looked good. Trey Lance came in there. He threw a touchdown. Had a couple good plays. They was using him just like Justin Fields uh, with the Chicago Bears was using him. And like I said, I, I liked from what I saw from Trey Lance. Came in there, threw a touchdown pass, but it was very simple. You know, something that Cal Shanahan threw up. Hey, first option. Look at him. He's going to be there wide open, make the throw. We come up on the sideline. You have a first NFL touchdown, and welcome to the NFL. But Jimmy Garoppolo, he still played good. He's going to be the starter unless he gets hurt. Usually that's around six, seven games. We'll see if that happens. The man went to a Super Bowl. The man, he may have made the worst throw in the Super Bowl, but he went to the Super Bowl. No doubt about it. Houston, Texas, Jaguars. I mentioned the Houston, Texas. I mentioned them saying about Aaron Rodgers and how his play uh, in, uh, in Green Bay uh, yesterday and, you know, a team that may use his services, maybe used to because Tyron Taylor said, hey, I got nobody. I'm looking back. I see nobody. I don't see no Deshaun Watson trying to step in. And the backup behind me ain't no good. There's no coach riff like it was with McDermott. And there's no bullshit like Howard Kitchens and Baker Mayfield. So Tyron Taylor, Taylor says, hey, I'm going to take this opportunity to say I'm going to show when y'all try to kill me with a freaking lung shot, you know what I'm saying, in L.A. Not forget Justin Herbert, forgot about that. So now I got my chance. I beat out, really, you know, I beat out nobody. 
I was going to get the starting job because of Deshaun Watson and him not wanting to play, but he's texting his uh, his love for massages um, and all that good stuff. I don't think there's any uh, be careful with this, but it's like yes, he had some things where if you know some 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 females may not liked what he's done it was very wrong. Me, my opinion, do I think the R word of rape was in, involved? No. Do I think he's weird for wanting as many massages? Yes. That's my only take on that. But anyway, Tyrod Taylor's job is the Texas. And he's got the reins. And they played hard for him. You can tell the energy. And Jaguars is a really good setup team to get 37 points and for Urban Meyer's first game. So, I mean, like, it was like, well, we got to take advantage. You know, we got to really take advantage because there are some good defensive components on Jacksonville, but just wasn't all the way ready. And Houston, they look good. You know what I'm saying? They, they went out there, they executed, you know, made some plays, and they won 37-21. The Dolphins and Patriots, Mac Jones versus Tua Tagovailoa. Now, the great thing about this is that you got Tua and Mac Jones. They were in the same quarterback room in Alabama. Nick Saban had him, Jalen Hurts, and Mac Jones. I mean, Tua, I mean, like, it's crazy. I mean, it's just crazy of how um, that place turned around as far as a quarterback standpoint. Brody Croyles, John David Booties, um, the uh, um, even guys before that that, you know, it just wasn't it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you got A.J. McCarrens. You know, they, they was a game manager on good teams. You know, Glenn Coffey's and... Trent Richardson's and Mark Ingram's and Julio Jones's and, uh, you know, guys like that where you, like, defensively, you know, they had guys that just where they can just pound you and they make some national championship. Now they're bringing in guys that can run or throw deep or be that ultra game manager, Mac Jones, Tua, Jalen Hurts. Wow. Now they got Bryce Young. But anyway, this game was going to show who, I mean, this was a perfect game. I think this was like one of the more perfect games of the first week. First week, you had two Alabama quarterbacks, still young, still kind of got that college look to them. This was fun. And, you know, it was a game that went, you know, back and forth. Mac Jones was showing off some good stuff. Tua was showing off some good stuff. I think the better game can go to Mac Jones as far as his ability to play quarterback. I just look at Tua sometimes where it's just like he just seems bite-sized. Or not, that's wrong to say. It's just with his size, his movement. Because you look at Kyler Murray, he's confident in his movement. He's not scared on the field. He's he's comfortable. That play where he sit there and just extended the play, he ran from one side to the other side, still completed a dart. I don't see Tua doing that. And he tried, and he got murdered. And they got the nowhere near the same speed. I'm not saying that. But I'm just saying, I mean, like, the movability, it just seems more timid than confident to where maybe he could have done something smarter and not been got plowed the way he did and do an interception. So, I mean, like, it almost cost him the game, but then you had to fumble by Damon Harris, another Alabama road tied uh, 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 freaking, you know, player. <laughs> this is crazy, all these players are coming out now in Ohio State. I wish Miami would get it back right. But kudos to Miami. Their defense was ready to go. They stepped up, made the plays where they were supposed to make, and they won the game by one, 17-16. At the end of the day, Tua went 16-27, 202, a touchdown interception. Mac Jones, 29-39, 281, and a touchdown. His QBR was better. He played better, but Miami got the win. 
That's all that that's all that matters at that point. Damian Harris even had a better game than Miles Gaskin. You know what I'm saying? But Jalen Waddle, the way he's been able to be used, is gonna be crazy when he gets more opportunities. He has six targets, four catches, and sixty one yards and touchdown where I felt like the man levitated. I mean, he literally caught the ball, got to the pylon, and like dove and made himself like act like a dolphin. Like he like like it was weird. Like it, it seemed like he was doing something that like a superhero could do. You know, really. Nelson Aguilar for the Patriots is gonna be real good too. That was a big pickup, and uh, I like that matchup. I like that game to put up those two guys, um, and uh, that was pretty cool. Denver Broncos versus the Giants. Man, I'm going to say this, man. I'm going to pray for Saquon Barkley because I don't really think it's him. It could just be the Giants until they get something like a Cam. They can get Cam and him and Saquon probably take off with the run game. It'd be crazy. Him, Wayne Gallman. It would be totally different. It, it would take off so much to where Cam wouldn't even have to do so much running. You know what I'm saying? I just think they need to get rid of Danny Jones, man. Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones from Duke, who has 28 starts and 40 turnovers. And 30 of them are fumbles. Are you serious? All right. I'm going to just, man, that's crazy. That is crazy. That man can't keep the ball safe. It's like, this man was running down the field by himself, sprinting, and fumbled the ball. You were talking about last season? Yeah. God. Teddy Bridgewater lost his mind out there, man. He was dancing. He was moving. He was sitting there taking hits in the pocket. He was stiff arming people. 28 to 36, 264, two touchdowns, 115 of QBR. Daniel Jones, 22 to 37, 267. The difference. The difference. Danny Dimes gives up the ball. Teddy Bridgewater does not. Melvin Gordon had 11 carries for 101 yards. And a tud, hell of a run he had. Meanwhile, 10 carries, 26 yards, two yards to carry Saquon Barkley. Something's got to be done with the game plan or something before I start blaming number 26. Because a hell of an athlete like that, it can't be him. It can't be. Because Melvin Gordon had his struggles in, in, in San Diego before they came to L.A. And I said it then, I was like, just maybe not the best scheme or something for him. I'm going to pray for Saquon. He's a New York guy. He's playing for this New York team. So, I mean, it fits. But him to play for another team, people are like, oh, man, he's a New York guy. No, he needs to play for another team. If he was on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, he would have had 100. He would have he went crazy. I'm being real. We would never see that because Giants would never do that. He would, they wouldn't send him nowhere because you, cause I'm right. They know they're fucking up. They know that they got to get a better something. T. Curry's 26 yards. You can't blame that on Saquon Barkley. Look at that man. That's the guys like Eckler and James Conner. Like I said, Clement. And I'm not shitting on none of these guys. Mal Sanders, guys like that who has good games like yesterday. It's not all Saquon Barkley's fault, man. It's really not. I'm, I'm not. I'm not conceding that at all. Not at all. Seahawks, 28 Coach 16, Carson Wentz went out there and still played. He looked, I ain't going to sit on him. 25-38, 251, a hell of a throw that he threw to, uh, I forgot who it was that was, uh, Pascal. Yeah, Zach Pascal. That was a tater. I mean, that was just, I said, that's Carson. That's walking to him. He just got to stay healthy. And, you know, going out there week one with what he had going up against him, man, that showed a lot of heart, a lot of toughness and good rehab and everything like that. But Russell Wilson, 18-23, DK Metcalf, dog. Um, Tyler Lockett, dog. I mean, you just can't stop what they got, man. And Chris Carson said, hey, I'm still here. 
He had 91 yards, but just Russell Wilson, man. 18 completions, four touchdowns. What you need, man? Good defense. Get the ball back. And let's, let's, let's drive methodically. Let's try to get that end zone. Jonathan Taylor experiment didn't work the way they wanted to for the Colts. Seahawks defense is a little tough to try out first off to hit rip. I mean, that's just how it is. That's just how it how it rolls. Um, next game, uh, oh, overtime game. Bengals, Vikings, Joe Burrow, Kirk Cousins. Who's better? I think we know. Kirk Cousins, who got the money, went to Minnesota, had the playoff game, big playoff game, lost that. After that, has not been the Kirk Cousins where people was hoping him to be. Um, Dalvin Cook was slipping and sliding all over the place. He didn't have like the kind of game I want him to have as far as the way he was like coming out of the blocks. I mean, like seemed like he was stumbling a lot and stuff. Couldn't get the field to field. Didn't have a real great game. Joe Mixon had 29 carries, 127 yards. He had a good game. Had no problem with his footing. So, I mean, like, what was it? But Adam Thielen, I'm telling you what, man. Ten targets, nine catches. 92 yards, two touchdowns. He, he is something. He is special. He's one of my favorite wide receivers in the league because his movement, man. His movement is untouched. I mean, like, it's crazy. The way he caught it, you can't fuck with him. You just cannot. Jamar Chase, seven targets, five catches. The one catch he got that, that like I said, this is the one where people were like, well, nope, he's not a bust. You know, the drops, it's okay. Joe Burrow put it right there on the money. He didn't have Joe Burrow throwing him the ball like that in preseason. Joe Burrow put it on the money. Good play. At the end, Joe Burrow, third down. Knowing how, knowing that's be clutch at this moment. It's overtime. That's be, that's be, that's be Joe Koo part two. And that's what I call him. Fade route to the tight end, catches it. Let's get in position to win this game. And they win 27-24. Joe Burrow is going to be real good, especially having his old college weapon. Um, and then, you know, just bringing more confidence to that Bengal team. And if you can have Joe Mixon running like that, I'm telling you, Bengals, man, way better than what Andy Dalton could do when those years with uh, – Giovanni Bernard and all those. You know, I know they made the playoffs, but come on, let's look at the outcomes. Lost the fucking Tate. The Texans. No, we'll talk about that. Anyway, Steelers, Buffalo Bills. Man, I'm going to say this right now. Ben Roethlisberger, okay? Ben Roethlisberger. 18 to 32, 188 yards. He played like a quarterback. That was on like one of those flag teams, one of them picnic leagues. You know, you know, you can drink a couple of Bud Lights. You know, what I'm saying, come back out there as your possession. You know, what I'm saying that type of thing. You know, you got three seconds to rush. It's how he plays the game. It's like it's just so like like he like 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 the beginning of the part of the quest with John Claude Van Damme when those guys attacked him. Ain't so old. He on a cane, but he just got the muscle memory stuff of what he knew, and he was able to just sway here. And just, you know, punch air, not do stuff fast and stuff, and then leave the bartender looking like, he just do that? That's Ben Roethlisberger. He looks fat, big, out of it, but he got out of sacks way. Like, he's got, like, the pump fake still. He was throwing taters, like the one that Deontay Thompson. Um, and he was using Najee Harris. Uh, I mean, just... He looked really good. Buffalo, you know what I'm saying, struggled 
early on, and Josh Allen just couldn't find a 79.7 QBR, and you know just really couldn't get nothing from Singletary, you know, to a point to where just to, you know get get that end zone. You know, we needed a big play to get in that end zone for those Buffalo fans, and they just really couldn't get it. But you know, Buffalo fans still lives up to their lives up to their uh, billing. Had a streaker. Um, it was something else. I asked some new, new people to win to that game. I wonder if that they liked it. <laughs> JK. But anyway, man. Ben Roethlisberger, man. Like I said, he just plays the game like that. And just, that's pretty cool. But I wanted to see more from Najee Harris. So next week we'll see how, they, how he's going to look. But Buffalo, man. Y'all coming in with all this hype. Y'all should have came in and blew Pittsburgh flat out. And they came out there and beat y'all at your own field. Fix it. Got to fix it. Got to fix that one, man. Got to fix that one. Let's talk about Philly and uh, Atlanta. Uh, Jalen Hurts. Uh, heard all the naysayers. Um, Devontae Smith heard all the naysayers, especially in the preseason. You have, you know, people calling y'all the worst team in the NFC East, the worst, one of the worst teams in the NFC, one of the worst teams in the NFL. People laughed at your coach selection. People laughed at the first opening, you know, interview your coach had. You know, people was like, God, Philly is just going to be awful. You know, this is going to be Dallas's conference. I mean, division. Giants ain't worth a damn. You know, Washington, they got a good defense. But Philly, forget about it. 32-6 or maybe possibly the worst NFL team. Honestly, the Atlanta Falcons, we're going to get into that. But, I mean, Philadelphia definitely separated herself from being one of the worst teams in the league. Jalen Hurts went 27-35, 264, three touchdowns. And I tell you what, Devontae Smith has eight targets and six catches for a touch. They looked pretty good. They looked real good. Okay? Um, Miles Sanders. Okay? Let's talk about Miles Sanders real quick. Um, you know, like I said, better than Saquon Barkley. Like I said, is it the system? You know, these, these Philly coaches that came in, like Peterson and this guy just came in, they're going to find ways to run the ball because that's what they did. That's what they learned. Um, you know, saying, you know, they're going to find that way to try to utilize quick passing. So he was able to do some things in that area, too. But Atlanta, you got Cordell Patterson having seven carries. That man can't do what he wants was to do. I mean, you got to find a run game. He opened up Calvin Ridley and Cal Pitts. Cal Pitts went out there and only had 30 yards. Matt Ryan looked horrible. Justin Fields was right there, man. Justin Fields was right there. I'm telling you, he was right there. He was there for the take. He he, he didn't he didn't go until later on. And uh, I I know Cal Pitts was all that in the back of the state of Gyps. He know he has the measurables and all that, but he didn't look all that. And you know Justin Fields with a little tiny bit he got in. So we're gonna talk about that now. They looked all. It looked looked better than what what I think people expected. He got a touchdown. He got in. He got to throw a completion or two. He got to come in and try to just see how the defense can react to his ability to run because they try to run a couple of gadget plays. But hey, it's a work in progress of that. Um, it just to me, I look at. I look at I look at Jalen Hurts' career is like right right now is like 
you don't mess with a hungry person. You don't mess with somebody that's like had to go through the adversity he's been through. So, like I said, I look at the Eagles to be pretty fine if they're going to have this man starting without him having to look over his shoulder. I think that is a very important thing to where if you have a young quarterback that doesn't have to look over his shoulder. Patriots showed you one of the big time things of that by taking Mac Jones, telling Cam Newton bye. That way we won't have that problem. And you look at the difference between how Tyrod Taylor was playing and the difference when he had to look behind his back. Carson Wentz, same thing, Nick Foles. So, I mean, like, and his proof's in that pudding. Next game, last game, Rams-Bears. Rams-Bears was the game of Sunday night. Um, oh, well, you know, watch the football team, Chargers. We'll talk about that real quick. Chargers, back and forth, hell of a game. I picked Washington to win that game. Ryan Fitzpatrick comes, uh, comes out with a hip injury. He's not coming back in. Offense was slow as freaking, I don't know what. Terry McLaurin had one of the best catches of the, of the week. But other than that, that, that offense just could not do what they wanted to do. And neither really could charge it because it's Washington football team's defense. But then a turnover happens down there in the red zone. Mr. Gibson, I mean, come on, man. Hold on to the football. And Chargers was able to come down there and get a touchdown and win the game. I mean, like, it's just simple as that. You cannot give extra chances to teams. You know what I'm saying? You can mess around and lose. And, you know, that's, I mean, that, that's what happened. And it almost happened to the 49ers, but it happened to the Chargers. I mean, it happened to the Washington football team. They could have started out 1-0. Matthew Stafford, SoFi Stadium. It was empty last year. It's full this year. Jalen Ramsey's wearing number five. You know, like he wore back in Florida State. Everybody's pumped up. Um, I mean, you know, you got Deshaun. Like I said, I said Deshaun Jackson wearing number one. I mean, it was it was a night. It was a heck of a night. And um, they owned it with Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford was the player of the game for me. He had 20 or 26, 321, three touchdowns, 156 QBR. Player of the game. Player of the week, if you want to say, as far as just, like, just being on a new team. How he was, his energy, he had a little arm sleeve. He had a different swag about him. Him and uh, McVay seemed like they hit it off. So, I mean, like, they finishing each other's sentences. What, uh, what was one of the Retellagas was saying? Chris Collinsworth had me laughing on that. But uh, Andy Dalton just didn't look great, as we all knew. I mean, he had good plays. He extended a couple plays. He got a couple first downs with a run. He threw a touchdown, if I'm not mistaken. So, I mean, like, it's not like, oh, man. Uh, you know, no, he didn't. What I'm talking about, that man didn't do that. Did he? Andy Donald don't know touchdown. I'm tripping. Um, but it just—he's not gonna be the guy. He's not. Put Justin Fields in. You might get a better outcome. You might get a win next week. But they didn't look. They didn't. They they didn't look awful, awful. But they didn't look good. Um, the defense just looks at the, the offense like, sheesh, man. You know, what I'm saying like, y'all gonna have us out here all day. Yeah, I mean, you're going to have us out here all day, and we got guys like Matthew Stafford with a coach like Sean McVay just going to just toy with us. And it's going to take us a while to start getting pressure on them, which they did. They was able to get to them a little bit. Um, the rush defense for the Rams got to get better. Um, they was allowing a little bit too many chunk runs, especially if they had let Justin Fields come in there and cook a little bit more. Um, they could have they caused some problems. But also for the Rams, they're going to have to get together on the run game. The run game is not great. I mean, you know, but all, all in all, the Rams look scary. They beat the Buccaneers last season. They beat some good teams last year. They looked good in some areas, but they, like I said, they didn't have Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford, man, I'm telling you. 
will look really good. And I'm going to share a clip real quick after the game for one of the best players on the field last night, other than Matthew Stafford. Let's have a listen. Raheem Morris did a great job of moving him around, playing him on the outside, playing him on the inside. He got a couple tackle for losses. Man, where you get that mean streak from? Because you're just a dog. You ain't no cornerback. No, you're a safety. <laughs> hey, man, I'm just, I'm blessed, man. You know, God has blessed me um, with so much, man, so much talent. So me just honoring him is just going and working hard, developing my skill, you know, trying to be a leader to my teammates. And coach, uh, he's utilizing me in ways I've never been utilized before, you know. Um, so I'm just out there having a, Extremely fun time, honestly. First time. It's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's utilization, man. It's finding out ways to be like, hey, man, we're going to use you like Charles Woodson. That's basically what it is. Charles Woodson came in at Green Bay, and they had him in soft safety. The next thing you know, they had him play a nickel corner. And then, you know what I'm saying? Like, they had him in corner. Like, Jalen Ramsey wasn't doing exactly what Green Bay did with Charles Woodson, but they was gonna put him in position to be flying around. You're gonna be guarding him, but you know, you know these these swing out plays they're gonna be trying to do. You're gonna make these plays, and he was there, making a lot of plays, hitting Robinson, hitting uh, 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 Miller. I mean, like he they wish he was showing up. I'm here. I'm Jalen. What's up? Making plays. One play we had to guard Jalen uh, uh, Jimmy Graham. That was funny though. Yeah, I mean that's Jimmy Graham's a big boy. It was funny how his face was, man, on that slow motion. I said, Jalen, you give it all you got on that one, man. But that's tough cover for guard Jimmy Graham. But like I said, the Rams got to get together in the run game. Um, Henderson Jr. wasn't horrible. But, you know, if you're bringing in Funk, the rookie who made a little splash last year in college, uh, and then you got uh, Shoney Michelle who didn't get the ball at all. You know, I thought they was going to have a committee. But, you know, Henderson Jr. got majority of the carries. And uh, like I said, Maverick Stafford did the rest, 20-26, man. Had a good game. Now we got Monday Night Football tonight. We got the Ravens versus the Raiders. I got the Ravens winning. I hope the Raiders play good. I mean, I ain't, I'm not poo-pooing on, on uh, John Gruden. He, he won my team Super Bowl back in the day. So, I hope a good game for him. But they said Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson are supposed to be doing negotiating for a contract extension. I think this whole report was talking about the, 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 uh, the hard work and dedication. I think this was supposed to be a... Uh, a pat on the back, a pick-me-up, as you will, for Lamar Jackson because the report was that they are going to negotiate and it's contract extension, but at this time, with the busy schedule Lamar Jackson has, he don't have time to negotiate his uh, extension because he wants to be a part of that and he does not have time because he's getting himself prepared for his season opener and the regular season, so I guess the contract negotiation is going to happen. He's going to stay on the Ravens. But they're just trying to say that this man is focused, and he did show up to this season showing a little bit more touch, um, you know, on his passes, and he's trying to really, like, hey, hone in on not making those mistakes because they can get to the playoffs at will. What they have right now, they just got to make those improvements. It's got to show up in the passing game. It's got to show up in the passing game. You know, the rookie year, you know, I uh, mean, the second of the year when they got Hollywood Brown, you know, they came out there. And it was kind of like, okay, okay. But the passing game was not all the way what they needed to be, what they, what they were able to do with the run. So they're going to have to get that together. We'll see tonight, 8-15, ESPN. I can't wait to see uh, Peyton Manning and uh, Eli Manning when they do their little broadcast. Nickelodeon's going to be doing stuff within the film Wednesday. So 
you know, it's, it's, we, the NFL's got some shit on lock right now. I'm, I'm happy. No COVID shit was popping. You know what I'm saying? So, all good, man. But that's my episode, Sauce Talk. Hope y'all enjoyed it. Hope y'all click that play button. I'll be back tomorrow. Have a good one.